podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Not Nina Kowser Show, and I wish it was Not Guy Drinkle Show right now, because Liverpool... <laughs> yeah, we lost to Bournemouth. Yeah. I thought we turned a corner last week. We didn't. We crashed the car. I, um, anyway... This is a call intro, but I'll introduce my guests before I'll introduce our first caller. Lisa Marie, it was fun of talking to you about 12 hours ago, so, no, less yeah. than more than that. <laughs> 14 hours or so ago. Yes, uh, um, I just have one thing I would like to say at the beginning. Carl Matchett is no longer yes. allowed to make predictions, okay? Banned for the rest of the season, that's all I have to say. Yeah, his um, finishing us in top four this weekend is the worst prediction I've ever heard. So he won't hear this, but Carl, I will remind you of this next week. And he is <laughs> predicting Real Madrid to beat us 8-0. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Anyway, other guests. Tom, James, how are you doing, Tom? How am I doing there? Yeah, thanks for having me, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess it's not too early for the whiskey, is it? Never is. Never is. I mean, what time is it where you are, Lisa Marie? Is it too early for whiskey? Um, it is currently 8.36 here in beautiful Middle Tennessee. And <laughs> after that, no, it is not too early for whiskey. There we go, Tom. It's not too it's early for whiskey. Somewhere. Exactly. 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 But anyway, this is a call-in show, so before we delve into that horrid shit show of a match, I will introduce our first caller, Kieran. How are you doing, Kieran? I'm good, guy. How are you? It was better this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but other than football, they're fine, yeah. Fine. yeah. Um, but yeah, what 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 points do you want to make and any questions for, uh, for the pair? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say that that was just... Uh... An embarrassment. It was pathetic. Um, we've probably, in my opinion, we've lost to the worst team in the league, and we deserve to lose to the worst team in the league today. I thought mm -hmm. um, too many players just didn't turn up, and and I have to say, I thought, um, I thought the likes of Salah had one of his worst ever games in Liverpool shirt. No, I know we must. I know, and it's not just because of the penalty. I'm not going to slaughter somebody for missing the penalty. That can happen, but he's overall general play just wasn't good he was non-existent today and like you said before I think um, defensively we were very shaky all game we conceded a bad goal and look it's we've had we've had too many false stones this season you think we beat City um, at, in October and then the week later we go and lose to Forest and um, I think and then it was at Leeds back to back so yeah and so we've um so today, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm not really that surprised because it's just typical of us this season. We go and uh, get a good result one week and then we have an absolute shock of the week after. And I think our away form this season has been absolutely abysmal. You know, to one, we're in the month of March and they won only three league games away from home is, is simply not good enough. And if we want to finish in the top four, then we simply have to improve that. Yeah, we really do. And I mean, Lisa Marie, I mean, <laughs> Kieran's brought up basically the fact we are two different teams here and going week to week, but it is such a stark difference home and away. And obviously that is a, a classic theme of football, but to go from 7-0, which is obviously a very random result and historic, but it is a, a an outlier of a result. 
to this, but I just don't understand how we can have so much energy, so much passion. And I know it's Man United, I know it's a big game, but Lisa Marie, to go from last week to that, I, I just don't understand how mentally that works, but just in terms of football, how do you not take confidence from that and come into this game? I I, I have no explanation. Hey, and if we want to continue the contrast run, I just looked back at my notebook that I do all my notes in, and Tom and I were on together when we beat Bournemouth. 9-0 earlier in the season. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, just yet another contrast to this season. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the kit? Is it that away kit? Because, you know, someone look up our record for how we play when we wear that. Um, maybe that's part of the problem, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you can't use some of the usual arguments this type you know, this time in the last couple seasons about how we've been playing a lot of matches, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's been six days since, you know, we played the United game. So fatigue should not be, you know, a factor at all. These players should all be well rested and ready to go. Although I would sometimes argue that the breaks between matches do sometimes go against us. Um, you know, we're it's just long enough for us to kind of maybe lose any sort of rhythm or momentum, you know, that, that we have going. But, I, you know, it, there is. You're right. None of them looked bothered today. It was just all very lackadaisical and, oh, okay, let me chase after this ball. And, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, it just, there did seem to be very, very little effort. And, you know, I... I can't explain it. I can't explain it at all. I mean, and we started off, you know, really rather well. We started fairly bright. Um, you know, I think. I mean, I was only half awake in, you know, about three sips of coffee, you know, my first cup of coffee in as we started. But it seemed to start at a, you know, at a good pace and, and everything else. And, yeah, once they scored that goal, it was just we gave up. And it was far too early in the game for that to happen. It really was, Tom, and to just kind of build on that, I mean, the away game's one thing, but I think someone said we've not have we not won a half 12 this season. I think they said, well, we may have won one this season. And I think they mentioned that in commentary, yeah. Yeah, I think they mentioned that too. Yeah. Like, I, like, even when we were good, half 12 seemingly screwed us mm. up a bit. I just don't. I don't get it. I I really don't get it. Obviously, we've travelled to Bournemouth probably yesterday or whatever. But a half twelve against bottom league, bottom of the league. Um, I just don't get how we go from last week to this week. It's just a so it's it's just football, but it's the worst part of football. Yeah, there's I don't there's no science that make that can make sense to me. I mean, we're not the only one that plays twelve thirty kickoffs. And yet, we seem to be the teams that it affects the team that it affects the most. And for some reason, it's it's been like that for years. For as long as I can remember, under Klopp, twelve thirty games, we just don't like it. And yeah, I mean, there's no there's no real explanation. There's no sense with putting last week's performance and this week's performance back to back. It just doesn't make sense. It's just football being football like you said and I just there's there's no sense there's no sense at all there isn't at all and anything else um, you want to add before we move on no not really to be honest I just think um, you know I just I'm just so so frustrated with that result as we all are as you all are obviously um, you know but let's be honest I I I didn't think we were going to play well today, but I did think we'd have done enough for one. And unfortunately, we did. We did. We it was. We did neither. And like you said before, it was just an absolute shit show yet again away from home. Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, 
and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. It really was. It really was. Um, so we will crack on with the game then and try and get this done as quick as possible. <laughs> Apologies, listeners, but good Lord. Um, we'll get into the starting 11s. I mean, there wasn't mass changes. Um, Basetic came in for Henderson because, I, well, I only heard via commentary, but Henderson was ill, apparently looked fine when he came on. So odd decision, I suppose. Um, probably the only other interesting thing that Arter's alive, but... Who cares? He was never coming on. Um, and they played a Bournemouth team that we should have beaten. Um, but hey-ho, we'll go into the start of the game. And uh, Lisa Marie already mentioned it, so I'll come to you on this, Tom. It started. I, I noted down it started off a bit scrappy, but after probably 10 minutes, we had a couple half chances. Obviously, um, Moore had a half chance. Van Dijk had a header clear, cleared off the line. Um so we did start off probably the better team, but I, I don't know. It just seemed to stop at about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, well, I've got in my notes, I've got um, zero to five minutes scruffy, five to 10 minutes starting to sell. And then between 10 and 20, like I said, there was the, the Van Dyke clearance off the line. There was the one where Robertson was put in on the left-hand side and kind of, I guess it was a shot, right? And um, last year across goal, it seemed like at those moments you felt the goal was coming and we've seen some really nice patterns of play, um, some really nice crisp passing. But I see, but then when my notes started to change is probably closer to that 20 minute mark where mm-hmm. I started to feel like where their midfield started to settle and impose themselves on the game, all of a sudden everything started to change. Even like some of the nice passing stopped and everything got sloppy and there was some awful passes and then you started to see the, the half efforts in going in for, for challenges there was it seemed like we were late to a lot and even some of the defending one on one it just seemed there was that that bite wasn't there in terms of trying to win the challenge and, and kind of launch a counter attack and it seemed like they were starting to to really get a foothold and then we were starting to really struggle where with the kind of combination between Solanke and Billing, where Solanke is doing a good job of kind of dropping in, dragging people like Canati out of position. And then Billing kept making those late midfield runs that we, we just seem to struggle with time and time again this season. And obviously, Oatara as well was causing a lot of problems, making his runs from, from out to in. And we didn't really have an answer for it. And we were lucky to to only be one down come half time but yeah early on it seemed we had a good kind of string of possession we had the opportunity a couple of opportunities that, to build on but as soon as they started to feel the game out and impose themselves because phys- physically players like Lerma um, Billing they're, they're big physical guys as soon as they started to impose that and use that in the game it started to seem that we we started to then struggle and it all started to unravel yeah, Lisa Marie, I mean, I almost don't want to talk about our chances, but I think Tom made a good point there. Our midfield, when they, when Bournemouth started growing into the game, I think it just got muscled. And when I was speaking to Carl on AI about the game, um, my discussion whether it was to start Henderson or if Naby Keita was fit, because we'd seemingly found something against United, and my worry was runners from midfield, but... I didn't really consider bringing Basetic in because I think everyone now knows Bournemouth's midfield is just full of massive, massive men, basically. I mean, Philip Billing's a, a physical monster. Lerma's a physical monster. That Rothwell seems like a, a little scrapper. I don't, know, I don't know why I went with scrapper, but we'll move on. Um, but it, they just seem like a very physical midfield. So I, I think playing the two young lads was always going to be an issue so I just wanted one of the at least two experienced lads in there um, but I think we saw after the 20 odd minute mark Lerma and I think Billing especially as Tom mentioned they just took over the game basically yeah they they did I mean I I don't remember which one of them it seemed like Harvey was up against quite often but 
he seemed to kind of be bouncing off of them, you know, and it wasn't necessarily for, for lack of effort per se on his part, but it was just, he, he was physically outmatched and I'm sure that, you know, the lack of experience worked, you know, a bit against him as well. And I, I honestly forgot that Basetich was on the pitch. Now, I mean, it may have just been that he was on kind of that far side of the field the first half and you just, you know, I just didn't have the visual on him as much or what, but, but I kind of had to remind myself, I don't know, maybe at about 20 or so minutes, oh yeah, Basetich is playing. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think, because while he's got some height, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't weigh anything. He's, you know, he's just thinner, finer, finer boned and he's, he's, he just doesn't have the the muscle, if you will, to go to go up against some of those stronger players yet. I mean, but he's young. That, that you know, that builds with age. So, um, yeah, it it was. But, you know, I mean, I saw the lineup. And, and again, I didn't have a whole lot of time to, you know, ponder it. But I but I saw it as, as the coffee was brewing. And I was like, OK, you know, because. All right, you know, this was pretty much the lineup we started off with against United, and obviously that went well. So, okay, consistency, keep these players, you know, in a little bit of rhythm moving, you know, into the Madrid game next week. And, but yeah, it just, I, I, I just don't have any explanation for it. I mean, maybe I'll be more eloquent in the day, but um, probably not. Um, more yeah. sweary, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a little bit of cursing slips in on AIP now and again. <laughs> every now and again. Every now yeah. and again. You know, I do think them a lot, but, you know, that's part of being a mother. You've got to learn how to, you know, mute yourself. Um, and when I do say them, the kids act as though they've never heard them before in their lives, which, you know, give me a break. You're nearly 21, 18, and 14, so please. Um, My mom does the same, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listens. I swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it just it it, it was it was. It, I I have no as I said I have no explanation. It just it seemed as though you know we, we it it did feel like Tom said that the the goal was coming. You know we were we were. You know, we were there. We were kind of trying to set up the the opportunities, and there were some very near misses. And so you you just did. You felt like okay, this first one's coming, and then once it does, you know, we're off to the races. And I think that was a little bit of the the frustration as as the match progressed. That not only did we never get the goal, just it fell off the rails. It really did, and. Tom, I'll come to you for their goal, and it's it's not their first chance because they had the Uitaro one where he went round Ali and Ali forced him a bit wide mm. and he hit side netting. But this was probably the first big chance for them, if not the first big chance in the... No, Van Dijk's head is probably the first big chance. But anyway, they obviously score. It's a clusterfuck cluster um, from numerous people on our team. Um, Ibu and Robbo basically playing him on side by the looks of it. Mm. Um, Van Dijk tries to play high, but it's just sort of connect. Robbo doesn't really get back into a position to chase. Then when it gets to the box, Van Dyke gets done for a kipper, gives up on life, and then Ibu can't clear it in the box, and Trent watches them score. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very easy with a lot of the goals that we've conceded this season. To, there's a lot of elements to tackle and a lot of different things that go wrong that kind of build up to it. But this was just one big hopeful ball over the top. A quick guy who was played on side by Robbo and Ibu, like you said. And then, yeah, I mean, I mean, Virgil gets back there. He does what he normally does and he's got the legs to get back there, which he does. And then it's like he, he decides, I'm going to drive him wide and then we should be all right. And he lets him go to the byline and when really he should just keep going and do what he normally does and is normally so good at is guiding these guys away from goal. But he's letting drive to the byline, giving him 10 yards to do it. And he's just, I don't know what his thought process there is, maybe that he's over-trusting in Ibu to deal with it, in, in Ali, and in Trent. But then obviously there's Trent as well, who actually does okay in terms of keeping up with Solanke, but then decides to go nowhere near him. 
and it's like I'm sorry, I say slaggy billing. He, he decides decide to go nowhere near him. And it's a case of if he does keep tight to him, he gives himself the opportunity to to block the shot, interfere with the shot, uh, intercept the pass before he even gets to him. But yeah, it just it was just ugly. An ugly goal to concede. And like I say, normally there's so many different elements in terms of conceding a goal this season, but it's just very basic things at the back. And uh, I think that, that's what really, really pisses me off the most is that it was just very simple stuff in the back that easy to point out and there's no kind of reverse engineering you can do and break it down. It's just two very, very, two or three very, very basic bits of defending that we just don't do. Yeah, that, as I said, a clusterfuck all round. It's just, it was so un-Van Dyke-like as well, especially in that moment because mm. in the second half, we see them do what he should have done. It's <laughs> a charge him down yeah, and force yeah. him out. It's like, wh- where were you earlier doing that, my guy? Um, oh, it was just so messy. But I think the only, ju- not justification, but the only thing I can think of is that Uatara is quite right-footed. So maybe he was trying to force him inside and then just got done for pace. I don't know. Yeah. But it was so weird. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a really sloppy goal from our point of view, Lisa Marie. I mean, <laughs> that was, that's on twenty seven minutes. I think the the moment you mentioned earlier on was Elliot bouncing off Billing, which was like a prelude <laughs> a few <laughs> minutes before this. But yeah, your their their goal from from your point of view. It was we had put those that type of defending behind us, you know, because um, that's, you know, back what we were seeing quite a bit of um, back in, say, January. And and I thought maybe if, if nothing else, we had turned the corner on, on some of that um, just sloppy defending. You know, we it, it had been so much better the last couple of games. Um, you know, not not to say there weren't errors here and there, but but there had been a, you know, a definite improvement on um, the Madrid game you know, notwithstanding. And it was just very, just yet another big disappointment. And the, the whole thing is, is, is to see the goal like that. Um, that, that honestly, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously very easy for us to, you know, look back and go, well, he should have been there and, 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 you know, and Robertson should have been here and, and da, da, da. But, but this is what our team, you know, was known for was was for our solid defense and it's just fallen off a freaking cliff this year and i think to me that's more frustrating than anything to to have seen that downward projection of of our you know defense this season now again i it it felt as though that turned a corner but but it was just it was just very frustrating to to see that big step back yeah, I think what was it? Five clean sheets in a row yeah, to that. Exactly. Mess of I mean, that was honestly the first thing I thought when they scored. It wasn't just like, you know, because I, I mean, it was early enough in the match that, you know, I honestly learned about us getting it back and, you know, and being able to go ahead. But I was kind of like, oh, there went the clean sheet. You know, that was the first thing mm. I thought. So, because, yeah, it's five in a row, you know, and, and even though we hadn't played spectacular in a couple of those five, that was something to to sort of build upon that okay we've we've got the defense you know looking back you know the way that the way that they they were we've had some consistency with you know Evo being back and and you know and playing well and and just well can't really say that today so no and it it, it is a concern because i mean five in a row and then to play Bournemouth who i believe are the worst attack in the league i might be wrong in that um then we just got bullied. Like, Dom Solanke just ran our centre-backs around quite a lot, and so did Billing. I think Tom mentioned that earlier, that Billing just dragged out Ebu at will from that position. But, Tom, I will come to you, because it wasn't only the defence that was a mess, and we will focus in on the centre-backs in a, mm. uh, towards the end of the first half. Um, but after their goal, the team just seemed so disconnected, because I think you mentioned it earlier on. In the first 10, 15 minutes, or even 20 minutes, we the attack and team looked well-connected. We were passing it quite well. 
But after their goal, we just couldn't pass out from the back. The midfield was basically stood in the fullback positions, just tippy-tapping it around at the back. No one was picking up pockets and trying to link defence to attack or midfield to attack. There was just no link up there. I mean, we're obviously missing a few players. I probably associate Thiago and Naby Keita with that role the most, but surely Elliot and Basetic, we've seen both of them in the past pick up a pocket and turn. We even saw it in this game from Basetic at times. I, I just don't know what our thought process was there. It just seemed the only one who could drop deep was Gakpo, and it, he was just getting marked out the game, or he had to turn into six people. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's it. And I, I don't know what the the mental change was there in, in from their perspective. Because like you're saying, like, like I referred to earlier, it was it was fine at the beginning. Everything was was pretty slick, and the passing was pretty crisp. Like the passing, the, the the first touches, receiving the ball in those pockets, and some of the first time balls we were playing were, were really nice. And then there was the there's like the, there was a few times early on where we we picked the ball up in the pocket, and whether it was Harvey or Gakpo or or someone else was picking out the the run coming in from our left and targeting Adam Smith because he was having a bit of a hard time dealing with Nunes, the runs of Robertson. And we were having quite a lot of joy from that left-hand side. And that come, a lot of that came from really nice balls over the top, quite not, like nicely played, nicely weighted passes over the top um, in behind Smith. And yeah, there was this mental switch when the goal went in where... We couldn't put passes together. The first touch wasn't great. It was giving them opportunities to nip in ahead of the first touch or the first touch that needed to be perfect and wasn't, so they were able to win the ball back. Then if we did have an opportunity where there was a runner on the left-hand side we tried to play it, the ball was crap. There was a few times where Virgil tried picking out a pass and it was just a no one. Um, trying to, I think there was a couple of times where Mo was trying to make an inside run and the ball was nowhere near him. And... Yeah, it was just a weird, weird switch where you can put it down to Bournemouth kind of getting some more impetus and getting a bit more into the game. But there were times where the players had time on the ball and the pass was still shit and the the touch wasn't great. And it's it just it was so strange how quickly that switched. It was like we just remembered, oh yeah, we were shit a month ago. And then <laughs> the heads went and we went back to that. It was so bizarre. It really was. It really was. And that just did not change throughout the entire game. We just could not get anything going in attack. Um, I will address the subs that came on later on, but they didn't really fix anything apart from five seconds after Jota came on, but that was about it. Um, but, I mean, Lisa Marie, I mentioned the attack being um, disconnected there, but we'll jump back to the defence. And... Van Dijk misses a tap-in, basically, with his header. But my next note after that tap-in attempt is Ibu and Van Dijk may actually be drunk because (laughs) on Nina's show last week, I said Ibu probably next season could announce himself as one of the best centre-backs in the world. But if he has this performance in his locker, no, he cannot because that lad was all over the place and he was not helped by his... Well, captain today and very experienced, formerly best centre-back in the world, Van Dijk. But th- them two, I think out of all the issues we had today, them two were the ones who got bullied the most, caused most panic in the team. They just didn't do anything coherently at all. And 
obviously the midfield was an issue probably more from a physicality standpoint and positional and all that stuff but them two lads are our base and we both we mentioned it there they had five clean sheets I'm not sure if it was all five were them them two playing with each other but they provide the base and today they just got absolutely monstered and were all over the place in my opinion Oh, agreed. Maybe they had Irish coffee um, in the changing room ahead of the match. Um, Hmm. (laughs) They were. It it was it was it was such a just a turnaround from, again, what what we've been seeing. And and, and you're right. I don't think all five were were necessarily this that partnering. But but Van Dyke, I think, was certainly on all of them i think perhaps um and yeah it was it was like they'd never played together before or something i you know it was it was it was one more bizarre turnaround you know from the whole on the whole performance from you know from against united and you know and even some previous matches they yeah it was <laughs> i can't even i can't even think of the right words to describe it it was yeah Ibu looked like he got thrown a bit, um, you know, a, a couple times, which worried me because, you know, that's, I mean, he is in the grand scheme of things still, you know, on the younger end for a center back. And, you know, some of that confidence and, um, I guess, ability to respond and overcome mistakes comes, you know, that comes from experience. And, and so... But but I I don't know. He was kind of back to pre-World Cup Virgil, you know, where he just yeah. looked like he wasn't giving 100%, which is a sentence I never thought I would say about Virgil van Dyke, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that it was it was almost like I was having some sort of bizarre flashback, um, you know, to, to a few months to a few months ago and, and some of the just really horrific performances that, that we put in at that time. But, but yeah, no, I think, um, you know, how sometimes you can have the defense put in a very good performance and the rest of the team builds and takes confidence from that. It was like the opposite today where they were not performing well and it just sort of spread across the team. Yeah, I definitely think the panic set in from them um, and flowed through the rest of the team. But that is that is basically the first half. There was it was not non-event really, um, apart from a couple headed chances, which I mean, one of them should have definitely been scored by Van Dyke, and one was excellent defending from Lerma. Um, but I think Tom, we we mentioned the attack getting. Um, basically left on an island that's kind of addressed at half time because Klopp brings off Elliot for Jota and then we seemingly move to a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-2-2-2 which um yeah. was seemingly what we did against United um from the start I should say and it seemed to work for 10 5 10 minutes yeah, I mean, at least changed the direction and how we went about our attacks a little bit. And I didn't, I mean, compared to recent appearances and cameos, I, I thought Jota's appearance wasn't actually too bad. And he did some okay stuff in terms of at least running with the ball and showing some sort of direct threat. But yeah, it, it changed things a little bit. And it, I mean... Gakpo was still able to do his things where he was dropping deep and and running with the ball, and he he had a good, couple of good. Um, there was a couple of good times, opportunities where he did that and forced them into fouling him. And there was the one where he tried to play in Jota and behind, and the pass wasn't right. And I would have almost liked to have seen him kind of almost just run and just leather it and have a shot on goal and at least test the goalkeeper because we only had the one opportunity in the first, uh, second half, which was quite early on from Jota, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see us kind of just go for it and Klopp think, do you know what, sod it, we'll just go with the four guys up top and, and see how we can make that work. Um, but again, yeah, it, it kind of, as soon as they started to impose themselves physically in the second half again, it just didn't seem like we were going to be able to create anything. And thus proved the case, um, except a penalty shot, which we is the only. Which when my notes died, I will tell you that now. <laughs> That's when I get nope. This game is over. Um, 
But anywho, yeah, there was a couple things. Gakpo had a nice little turn, basically, straight after half-time. Um, Jota has a shot from the edge of the box. My next note is fight me for Benio, so I presume that's when he just booted the ball out of play when we had them under siege. Um, <laughs> 60 minutes, opening up a little bit. Shame we can't play football. Yep, that is right, past guy. Um... Lisa Maria, I'll come with the penalties to the penalty before the subs because I think the subs we need to talk about, and that's my last note. So <laughs> it might be a long discussion, but we finally get a penalty, Lisa Marie, and it might just me being a negative bastard, or it might just be the fact we've not had a penalty in about seven years. I felt I just always felt we were going to miss it. It's been so long; it just went, and we're playing so shit. I've seen this story before. I'm sure people remember. Is it Leicester last year where Mo missed a penalty? Yeah. I, it, I I had a feeling, and I was mm, it, I was not shocked when he missed. Yeah, yeah. I just had a feeling we were going to miss at least, Murray. Yeah, I was I was kind of right there with you. Um, you know that it was it just you know by that point it just was kind. It, you'd sort of reached the conclusion that. Today's not going to be our day. And yes. Um, and, and I would like to think that the, the penalty made me, um, you know, retract that thought in my head. Um, but you're right. I just, I did. I didn't, you know, sometimes when players step up to take a penalty, you know, again, Mo, even in the past, Milner, you just have that sort of feeling and the, you know, at the back of your neck that, oh, just going to nail this and I didn't I didn't have that feeling from Salah which is um, a little bit bizarre and because he doesn't miss often but you know he he missed that one um, yeah it was yeah and then once he missed it you're right I just I'm going to confess that there were a number of points for the remainder of the match that that my mind just kind of switched off and I <laughs> to be like, oh, wait, I need to be paying attention to this. I have to talk about it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to pay attention to it. That's the problem. Um, it was just, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no. When, when I agree with you. I, 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 I didn't have a feeling that he was going to make that penalty. Because, you know, heck, if he had scored that penalty, then we probably could have at least pulled the draw and not what we really need you know one point's better than no points um yeah so once that was missed i was like yeah if if we get anything out of this match it's it's going to be a miracle it really was and tom you you mentioned you didn't feel like he was going to score it as well and it might have just been a collective thing then it was three out of three but it's pissing with rain it's a rusty from the spot more Salah because I think he's only had one in the Champions League this season. Weirdly, people online thought Milner should take it, even though Mo's been our penalty taker for about four years now, which is very strange to me. And they um, obviously haven't watched the Stevie and Salah thing on um, LFC TV because that was talked about that Mo takes the penalties yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and, and since I watched that, I don't know why I had it. I I knew we were going to get a penalty this weekend. Since obviously it was only the last week or so, people have really been talking about the fact that we haven't had a penalty in nearly a year in the Premier League. Then I saw yeah, that and I just had this feeling we're going to get a penalty. But as strong a feeling as I that we're going to get a penalty, I I had for some reason no confidence that we were going to score it. Um, but having said that, I thought maybe the keeper would save it because sometimes most penalties are you'll connect with them, but they'll be down the middle and that sort of, they won't be yeah. in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I just had a feeling it was going to get saved. I didn't think he was going to put it into the, <laughs> the top row of the stand. But, was aiming yeah. for the corner flag. Um, he, yeah. he looked like he was, he was just trying to put it right into the top corner. He wasn't going to accept anything less than in the top corner. It was so bizarre. It just felt weird. And the fact that, yeah, I, I know, I know it was about, Nine years ago, but the, he, he he played with that keeper once upon a time. So I'm making excuses for Mo Salah. <laughs> he, he was in his head, but no, uh, it was just such a weird feeling when that is just like, oh, we've got a penalty. Oh, we've got a penalty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I think you were right, Lisa. I mean, if we scored that, it almost felt undeserved because we, in open play, we created nothing apart from that penalty opportunity where. 
obviously, I think it's Milner who puts the cross in. Jota heads it onto someone, onto um, Adam Smith's arm. But outside of that, all our chances came from set pieces to my to my recollection. So I, I almost feel like it would have been an undeserved goal, but to miss a penalty that badly, and uh, as you say, Tom, it would have been better if he saved it. Because um, then at least it's a save rather than murdering someone in the crowd. Um, but yeah, before that though, Tom, I'll, I'll come to you. We we made subs. We made three subs. Um, Milner comes on for Trent, and uh, Henderson comes on for Fabinho, and Bobby comes on for Darwin. Now we weren't playing well as we've discussed so far, <laughs> and individually, Trent was awful. I thought. Fabinho, I don't think he was good, but I don't think he was bad. But the he, young lads weren't really helping. Yeah, like he'd he'd probably get monstered physically by Billing a few years ago. But when it's just him against Billing, and he has a lot yeah. of space to cover, I don't think that that would help. And Darwin <clears throat> wasn't playing well, but we mentioned there was no service to the front three, and obviously Bobby had come on and helped that. I'd, I'd assume, but. It's an odd set of subs to me because although they weren't playing well, Trent's our only creative player who can link attack, uh, link uh, the team to attack. Um, fab for Henderson, who gives a shit at this stage, and Bobby for Darwin. Darwin just got a player of the month. Now, Darwin wasn't playing well, but our only route of attack was slinging in crosses, seemingly. So we took mm. off the six foot two, six foot three bloke. And brought on Bobby to stand on the edge of the box. I, I don't I don't get some of these changes. No, they didn't really make much sense to me either. I think um yeah, Trent Trent wasn't good today, but I think at the same time his some of his passing was decent and for one his crossing was really good. So his early corners and stuff were were very dangerous and obviously that's out the one where Virgin Virgil had one um cleared off the line. And I just didn't it's it's easy to say I don't know what Milner could have come on and did that he didn't when technically Milner's cross is what set up the, the penalty. But in in the, in the grand scheme of things, I, I, I was thinking at the time, I just don't know what he's going to come on and do that Trent couldn't. Mm. Um, Fab and Hendo, yeah, I, I'm kind of saying as you, I, I, I don't think Fab was great, but at the same time, I, I don't know what. He would have had to play supersonic to have a great game today. Um, and then, yeah, Bobby and Nunes is the one that really bugged me because I just felt like, what's Bobby going to come on and do that Gakpo's not already trying to do and is probably better at, at this point where he's dropping in, turning on the ball and able to drive towards goal? I just didn't, it didn't make sense to me to have two different people trying to do that same job, essentially. And like you say, I think where we had a lot of opportunities and they had weakness in those those crosses and some of those opportunities over the like over the top and in behind them there's no one better at really creating those opportunities than Darwin whether he's playing well or not he's someone that is going to keep trying to do those things he's going to keep trying to get in behind them and if there is an opportunity where that ball can be put in behind you don't want anyone else running onto it than him because he's going to be the one to make something happen of it with his pace and power so yeah, that didn't really make much sense to me. And I didn't really... At that point, I wasn't sure if Klopp really knew. I don't I don't think there was much of a tactical thought behind that. More so, need to change up because this isn't working. We need to do something different. And that was a bit of a worry for me. Yeah, and Lisa Marie, just to come to you on the same topic, I mean, if we look at the bench... Adrian, goalkeeper, who gives it? Well, I didn't even notice Kelleher wasn't there. Oh. What an interesting... <laughs> well, you learned something new. <laughs> Arto was back. Carvalho on the bench. Jota, Firmino, Henderson, Matip, Milner, Simicast. Now, um, Jota, and Jota's a good option, obviously. Obviously, he still looks a bit rusty coming back from from his long-term injury. Bobby, endless discussions now. Um, not the same player, but still can make an impact. Henderson, meh. He played well last week, but it's coming on for Fabinho at the same. It's, who, gives a, who gives a toss? It's the same player coming on, basically. But Milner coming on to win you a game and then throwing on Carvalho for his first five minutes in about 
well, Six probably twenty twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> it. I obviously we're missing players. Like I, I think I mentioned it earlier, this is the sort of game where I more, more so Tiago, but Naby's probably the only other mid and and Curtis Jones had for him as well. To be fair, we didn't have a midfielder who could play in tight spaces and turn and get us on the attack. And I think we see that on the bench because Henderson can't do that. Carvalho may have done that, but I don't. Watch, I didn't watch the championship. Arter maybe, but he hasn't played football in about three years now. So is it just the lack of variety on the bench that limited Klopp's hand? But at the same time, I just those changes did feel odd to me. They did feel odd. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think. The first one that went up, I think, was Milner on for for Trent, which I was like, okay, yeah. As we said, you know, Trent wasn't brilliant today, um, but you know, I don't know that he was really any worse than anybody else that was on the field. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I, you know, I was half thought as some of those changes were being made is is he trying to keep some players. I guess rested a bit for Madrid midweek. The, yeah, that's just the mm. other thing that kind of came in my head because obviously Trent is going to start that match. Um, I'm thinking Fabino is probably going to start that match. So, so that may have been the thought behind those two changes. Um, Jata, you know, didn't have necessarily a problem with that because this almost seemed like the kind of game where he could scrape a goal for us. You know, he's he's known those just kind of scrappy, you know, outside chances that just sort of, you know, go in by luck of the draw. So to me, it would have been... And he would have if he wasn't a handball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and, you know, I mean, playing well either, but to me, it would have made more sense maybe to take Gakpo off and put Firmino on, because as you said, that... You know, they, they play kind of a similar role right now. And, and I don't know if he was just thinking that maybe Bobby could bring in some magic and scrape us a couple goals because that's kind of the Bobby thing to, to sometimes do. Um, you know, would set things off nicely on his farewell tour. So, yeah, they, they didn't necessarily make a lot of sense. But I, I kind of, I mean, I guess on one hand, I was glad that he was trying to do something because we have seen that sometimes from Klopp. We're like, do something, do, you know, this isn't working, try something else. So, you know, I guess give him some credit for, for at least trying to, to make, you know, maybe see if a different mix of players would, would make the difference. Um, but he didn't have a lot of choice, really, on the bench. You know, as you said, there wasn't the t- right type of midfielder, um, you know, play in those tight spaces and, and help us regain some of the control that we really sort of needed in the midfield. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, they weren't great, but I honestly didn't feel as though that's what cost us the match. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. No, it was the other 60 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. It was before it the changes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes the when we're, we're fighting to get 
you know, over the line on something and he brings and we're like, why did you make that change? You know, it didn't necessarily feel like that. Um, but I, I do think I think the Ab and Trent coming off may may have a little more to do with Madrid um, midweek, maybe than anything else. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing yeah. at this point in time. The play the players I've been talking about being overplayed as well. And I think Fabinho and Trent are two of the ones who play all the time, especially Trent, because our backup is James Milner. Um, <laughs> or Joe Gomez, who's hey, currently two. So, yeah. injured, yes, absolutely. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. There's Good this other young planning. Scottish kid that we bought. Um, Calvin Ramsey, that's his name. Poor kid. Yes, uh, the uh, money the money laundering player who doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> poor but kid. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, he gets minutes next season. Well, um, he's healed to get minutes le- next season. Yes, he'll be. He'll enjoy Thursday night football. Um, <laughs> anywho, good lord, sad times. But as I mentioned, that was basically my last note of the game. And even if I was still taking notes, it may have still been the last note of the game because fuck all else happened. I mean, there was a scramble. There was a couple scrambles in the box. I think more had about five people in front of him, about three yards out. Couldn't put that away. But there was nothing else off memory anyway, so I think the best way to finish up, and I think Nigel put a message to me there a few minutes ago. Um, it seems LFC go into these into the game against the bottom side and goes at half rat power, um, thinking that is enough to beat them. It's happened each time this season we've played against uh, the bottom side or a promoted team. So it's obviously tough talking about a team's mentality because how the hell do we know other than watching them play football like we can't see complacency at training and stuff like that um but tom we do see complacency on the pitch and it has been highlighted in these games against especially bottom of the table teams because we've seen it today we've seen it against forest we've seen it against leeds um Fucking other teams. <laughs> Every other team down there. Um, so, I mean, this complacency, your lack of the old-term mentality monsters, which has kind of come back to haunt us massively this season. But that complacency, I, I don't know how you get rid of it other than breathing new life into the team because complacency just spreads. I'm sure everyone sees it everyday work life, even if even at stupid shit like 5 aside and stuff like that. Complacency just creeps in and there's not really a way to get rid of it other than having a big old shout about yourselves or bringing new life into a team. So I'm not sure how the hell we how the hell we fix the complacency issue. Yeah, I mean, normally in those kind of circumstances, what you look to is, is the leadership, right? And I mean, you look at the team today and I think you'd only really suggest Virgil, Ali and maybe Mo as that kind of leadership players in that team which I know you know should be enough but yeah mm-hmm. like you say we're not there every day we don't see that we don't know these guys personally so it's, it's hard to stand it's hard to sit and criticize someone's character but you kind of have to at least ask the question and nothing really highlights like say the complacency in the character the difference in nothing highlights it more than last week's game because if you can do that last week and show what you're capable of when you go to then bottom of the league in the next week and that's what you put out, you you have to have those things questioned because what, what what other reason do you have? You're not all injured. You're not all out of form. You showed last week that you're very much capable of incredible things on a football pitch. So when you go out and do that the next week, it's nothing other than mentality because I can't imagine it's tactical because you're playing Bournemouth. Realistically, even a a, a decent tactical plan partnered with 100% effort like you should give should batter Bournemouth so it's nothing other than mentality so yeah you're absolutely right there there's 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 questions that have to be asked in regards to the mentality and the, the character and going into these games I mean we, we've said about the 12-30 thing that's got to be a mentality thing as well you sh- mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a thing with a top team Playing at twelve thirty in the afternoon on a Saturday shouldn't be an issue. It really, I don't really care about the preparation, having to eat pasta at eight o'clock in the morning. I don't really care. I'd do that and give a hundred percent going to play for Liverpool. It just doesn't. It shouldn't make a difference. But not like Bournemouth are playing at three o'clock either. <laughs> They're playing at the exactly. same time as they, us. They were up for it. <laughs> they had to shovel pasta down their their gobs at 
can I uh, I'm sorry yeah it, it shouldn't be it's not an excuse for them so it shouldn't be for us and there's there's no real other area to highlight other than the mentality going into these games and I think it was I have to try and find it but it was 19 points dropped from Bournemouth Fulham Forest and, and a few other teams that we just should not be dropping points to and 19 points is a lot of points when you're trying to get top four football and realistically the Liverpool Football Club should be competing to win the league so yeah how that gets fixed like I said I think it, it's you, you look to leadership and maybe that's something that's, that's looked at I don't know really what they can do with that maybe in like you say fresh fresh blood fresh <laughs> fresh uh, fresh um, talent through the door we, we kind of keep we, we will, we'll always go back to it I guess until it happens but maybe it's that maybe it's new people trying to make a name for themselves and don't care whether it's Man United whether it's Manchester City or whether it's Bournemouth they're playing against they're going out to prove themselves in the Premier League and maybe that's it you mentioned those 19 points now we wouldn't have got all of them presumably but if we did, we'd be sat second right now. Um, so, you know, these these dropped points against teams who were at the bottom of the table or but towards the bottom of the table. That's Even what that would be comfortably top four. Exactly. Exactly that. Now, you don't have to win all of them. But if you're trying to win a league in the 90 plus point era that we're similar in at the minute, yeah. you have to beat you have to beat these teams. And that's the difference between us, Arsenal and Man City this season. And even Man City have slipped up. That's why they're 58 points and Arsenal 63. So yeah, we I think we'd be sat on 61 if I can do math anymore. Um so we'd be we'd be second, we'd be talking about a promising season where we can kick on. But Alas, we're in a shit season where we're sat fifth. Spurs are currently winning. Brighton are drawing. Um, and Brighton can go same points as us. And if they win big, they can take over us, I think. So, hey-ho, good, good weekend all round. Yeah. <laughs> good weekend all round. So, I will finish up. Lisa Marie, anything on the game you think we've missed? And I, I'm not doing a man of the match because they were all shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, happy birthday, Andy Robertson. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> he celebrated last night, apparently. Yeah, fucking all of them did. Apparently, um, yes, maybe that's what it was. They were all out celebrating Robertson's birthday last night. Um, drinking on the plane on the way down. Anyway, no, I really don't have anything else else to say. I, you know, what is it always? Beat the dross, win the league? We're, I mean, I think... Our season is showing more than ever how important that is because we're not beating the teams on the lower half of the table or, or have not been um, consistently, and that's where we, you know, our points. So, yeah, it's just um, I guess I need to start, you know, learning something about the Europa League so I, you know, can talk intelligently about it next year. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> bone up on my you, European you learn, geography. You learn how to pronounce. <laughs> you learn how to pronounce. Fe- you, you learn how to pronounce Fennec Varos, and you're fine. That's all I go. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, I'd probably still fuck that up. Anyway, um, Tom, your final thoughts uh, or anything you want to bring up before we go? Um, no, not really. Um, I Don't think it's just. Uh, I we say about kind of the mentality and getting up for the big games. Our next run, what is it, Man- Real Madrid, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea. I mean, based on the logic, we should get nine points and go through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So, um, positives. Positives from today is that it probably wasn't, that it, was, that it wasn't two or three now. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say for sure is that I won't be watching match of the day tonight. <laughs> Well, that's true. It's nice of Liverpool. Over. At least they've ruined our weekend nice and early this time, so we spend the whole day, whole weekend getting over it, and then we play Madrid and shit ourselves in that game as well. But anywho, that is it for the Not The Nina Cowser Show. Uh, it's the international break next weekend. Woo! We don't have to watch Woo! fucking Liverpool. Um, <laughs> get on. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Big thank you to everyone in Discord who's been chatting. Kieran obviously rang in earlier. Big thank you to him. But hopefully, 
Hopefully, there's not many more of me covering this. <laughs> I can't be asked with us at the minute. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.